What's up, everybody? It's Benny's with Benny coming to you from the home of rain, Bigfoot and great wine, Washington. I know it's been a while since I've tuned in with you folks, but I appreciate the patience and the understanding. Today, we're going to be talking about happiness. But instead of boring you folks with half hour of my voice, I decided to bring on a really good friend of mine and special guest today. His name is Grady Haverkost, and I'll go ahead and give him the mic to let him introduce himself. Hey guys, uh, my name is Grady. I was very lucky enough to have my friend Ben uh, invite me on your podcast today. I have a significant background in education, and Ben and I have been friends for about five or six years now. We met at uh, college. Ever since college, uh, we really just kind of realized that we have a lot of the same morals and values. And as we've grown up in our careers, we've realized that uh, we kind of want to push each other in those morals and values. And today we're going to talk to you about happiness and what that really means and what it takes. Exactly. And so, Grady, I know that your your background is kind of in, in education. A lot of people say that, you know, education is a really kind of tough field to get into and, and, and tough to really succeed in. So I guess, you know, having you here today, it's really an honor of, you know, honor of mine to have you here with me. What exactly would you say does it take to fulfill happiness in life and just kind of in general, I guess? Uh, well, for me, happiness is a, it's a huge topic. Uh, it's a, it's kind of a controversial topic and unfortunately in the world we live in today, but I'd like to start with a definition. Um, and according to Marion Webster, happiness is just a state of well-being and contentment okay. or a pleasurable or satisfying experience. Uh, they also talked about how it's more of a, a trait and a changeable state. Uh, it can it can change kind of with time, and uh, I really feel that that is accurate. Um, of course, because I mean, uh, you know, as a kid growing up, I guess you're happy on Christmas morning when you get to unwrap your gifts, right. but when you're an adult and you have kids, you're not so happy come Christmas right. time because of the costs and expenses. Right. Um, so I, I guess, Grady, you know, a good question, you know, for you is maybe how would you define happiness for yourself? I mean, what, what do you think sparks happiness for you at, at this day and age, I should say? Hey. You know, it's so hard right now because of the, the state of education. Um, when our world went into quarantine in March, uh, the world was all about supporting teachers and, you know, doing whatever it takes. And now we're really starting to see the different side of education and kind of see that like, okay, yeah, teachers can be replaced by computers, but can they? Exactly. It really worked in August and September. But now as we get into the thick of it, we're realizing that it's a lot more work and it's not just a job. It's going to take like a different kind of happiness. Uh, you know, Grady, I'm going to have to agree with you because I, I bet you I bet you a lot that te that parents are probably really happy not having to send their school, their kids to school. Excuse me. But we're uh, extremely happy to see you guys coming back into the workforce, too, because I'm sure you took a lot of stress off a lot of parents shoulders and, and you know, just lives in general. Yeah, um, I you know, I really feel that but at the same time i think that we have a as teachers we have a different understanding for parents and what it takes and i also think that vice versa parents have a different understanding of what us teachers have to deal with every yeah. day um we all love those kids and that's why we do what we do because we love working with kids but um i really feel like there should be a and there kind of is more of a mutual understanding of what it takes to kind of work with kids of course, and Grady, I heard you say that you love working with kids and you love what you do. Does that make you happy? Yes and no. You know, I, I tell my kids the same thing I tell myself. I tell my parents every year at conferences. I said, 
four out of five days a week should be a good day. And if it's not a good day, you need to look at your mirror and you need to tell yourself, what am I doing? What am I doing wrong? Or what do I need to do differently? Uh, I've been working with third, fourth, fifth graders and they're getting to that age where they can understand that concept of what am I doing and what can I do differently to change that if I'm not happy? Um, I think it's really good for kids that age to help that that self-understanding, that concept of self-reflection. Um, I didn't really start self-reflecting until I was older, so it's really important for that 10, 11, 12 years old to start that. You know, Grady, it's interesting to hear you say as a teacher, um, you know, that happiness isn't really a materialistic thing for you. You know, you're talking more about facing yourself in the mirror and telling yourself that, hey, it's a bad day, but what can I do differently? So I guess kind of narrowing down your definition it's more of a state of mind and exactly how you feel about yourself and what you're doing more so than what you possess yeah i feel like in the world we live in happiness is really defined by materialistic things and i feel like ben and i you've had multiple conversations about this but it's taken a long time for us to realize in growing up that you don't have to have much to be happy you don't have to have exactly. any material things you know, I could live in a shoebox, and as long as I'm surrounded by the people I love and they love me, and I, I'm going to work because I love what I do, that's happiness. You know, folks, I'm going to tell you one thing. Grady's a really humble guy, but at six foot four, I doubt he'd fit in a shoebox. <laughs> <laughs> you know, Grady, you're, you're right because uh, you know, you know, you know, you know firsthand. It was one of the reasons of why I left why I left my uh, why I left my job and decided to pursue elsewhere was because. I had anything I could put put my hand on and, and could have anything I'd put my hand on. But at the end of the day, I wasn't feeling fulfilled and I wasn't feeling like I was growing as an individual. So I guess me myself, you know, I'd have to agree with you. I think that happiness has a lot to do with kind of the state of mind you put yourself in. Um, and, you know, I'm not trying to talk down on folks who, who, you know, aren't able to do that themselves. But I'm really urging people, and I've said this before, to, to stand in front of a mirror like Grady suggested and tell yourself that, hey, you can get through whatever you're facing. Right. You know, it's hard because I, I have other friends of mine that I see that just they wake up and they go to this job that they hate and they just they just grind for whatever reason. And they they make excuses for their lives to just say, oh, yeah, I'm just going to wake up and do this and go to this job that I don't like just so that I can put food on the table and pay the bills. And I understand that put the food on the table and pay the bills. But don't be that guy that makes excuses or don't be that woman that makes excuses for yourself your whole life and then you get to a point where you're 50, 60 years old and you look back and you say, man, why didn't I do that? Why didn't I open that business? Why didn't I take that risk? Because I feel like a part of me, if I never took a risk, I wouldn't have been happy. And, and that's kind of another thing that's like, you have to take risks in order to be happy. And Grady, that's a, that's a really good point. You know, I like the fact that you bring up putting food on the table because some people would say that, you know, happiness comes from success and you know vice versa that success comes from happiness and you know you and I have been talking about this for almost the past year now exactly of kind of where I was and what I was going through myself and kind of the lows I've been through and the and the highs I've been through and thankfully you've been there for each and every one of them but I, I guess you know for the folks who are listening to this and, and who really are kind of deciding whether or not to bite that bullet what do you think is an ultimate factor in deciding when the right time to do so is what would you say is kind of a, a good measuring factor in realizing that, you know what, my happiness has to come first because I'm a better individual when I'm happy instead of when I'm stressed out because of what my job's doing to me? 
Okay, so I'm going to kind of pull that apart because that's yeah, what teachers ahead. do. We just kind of got to kind of pull that apart. Um, I think there's kind of a bigger question that you're getting at there, Ben. Um, and I'm going to answer that first question is that happiness is the same thing as success. It's kind of what I'm seeing. But um, when I think about happiness and, happiness and success, I really see those as two different things because I see the people that are so-called what we say successful, and I say that in quotes, but they're not happy that they have the bigger house and the bigger car that makes them successful on the outside, but that doesn't mean they're happy on the inside. Uh, and each and every one of us, I know all of you listening, you could probably name one person like that, at least one person like that. Um, and I really do believe that, uh, we're going to work hard to get what we want in life, but we have to work hard to get what we want to obtain that happiness before I, before I'm going to get the, you know, big car and the big house and or the nice vinyl yeah or the (laughs) nice vinyl i'm a big record vinyl guy um but i i really want to make sure that i am happy on the inside before i get those material things for myself because at the end of the day that's what matters you know grady i have to agree with you because you, you know what i was going through with my my previous job you know and i felt like i had it all man i had a career where i was you know the only the only way was up I was, you know, getting paid way more than I should have been at the age I was. And anybody who disagrees with me needs to really sit down and kind of reevaluate what exactly money means to them. But more so, the fact is that I realized I was sacrificing so many of my relationships, both even with myself, you know, just taking care of myself and, you know, the weight I've gained and kind of the stress that I just brought home to my parents and now my fiance that we moved out. uh, You know, it, it just it just stems from that fact that I grew up in a country where I feel like success is what happiness is. But like you said yourself, we can all name one or two, maybe even 10 people that base their success off of, off of what they can show to other people instead of who they actually are themselves. I, I also feel that kind of unfortunately, the world that we live in feeds off of that, though. You know, social media, ads, you know, TV, everything that surrounds you is really based off of that. How much material things do you have? perfect can you post a picture of you in front of that car to show me and all of your friends on social media that you are so-called successful but do you have to post that picture to be happy because if you do then maybe you need to ask yourself a bigger question um you know are you really happy with yourself and if that answer is no then kind of you know look at yourself in the mirror and kind of talk to yourself about that question that i mentioned earlier and I think you bring up a really good point, Grady. You know, for me, for, for those of you who have been following me for a while know this, but the month of August, I took completely off in terms of social media. I, I, took, a, I took a solid, you know, three, almost four week period of where I wasn't on, you know, Instagram. I wasn't on Snapchat and I was on Facebook because that's how I used to communicate. That's what I used to communicate with my family overseas. But I wasn't really giving those updates, those of what I'm going through, what I'm thinking, kind of my opinions on all of the various things that are going on in today's world, and Grady and I will get to that here later on in this episode, but more so I really just took a step back, like Grady was saying, and, and realized that, you know, all of those those flex posts, I'll call them, you know, the, the posts that we put to get those likes, to get those shares, to get those hearts, whatever it is, they weren't really doing anything for me. You know, at the end of the day, I was working a job that might have been good for other people, but for me was killing me on the inside, and I was waking up every morning dreading the fact that I had to go to work, you know? And I think you know, Grady brings up a really strong point. What exactly is it in us right now that makes us want to do that? Like that false sense of, I guess I'm going to go out on a limb and say it, that false sense of happiness. 
and making sure that we feel recognized for what we do instead of recognizing ourselves. Yeah, I totally agree with that. Um, and I'm going to kind of jump to the next question that you uh, mentioned a couple minutes ago about happiness being measurable. Um, I think this is a perfect segue. Just when we talk about measurable, it's so hard to measure whether someone's happy or not. But I'm going to kind of take a step back a couple years, about three years ago when I graduated college. And I think about all the stress and all of the hard times that you go through in your anybody's last year of college is the most stressful time, can be the most stressful time in your young adult life. And we measure success by a piece of paper that we're handed by some important person. Exactly. Okay? But unfortunately, in the world we live in, that piece of paper that you're given is your path to life, the path to adulthood. But you get that piece of paper and you're like, oh, I feel so happy. And the next day you're just Joe Schmo on the street. So it's like, exactly. Is it really measured by success or is it really measured by what you deem as success? Because as a teacher, I'm just going to give a little bit of my background here. I was in a, a teaching program for two years and I was the only male out of 30. Okay. So Damn. Being an elementary school teacher going into an elementary education, I knew that was going to be my path. I'm surrounded by females. That's fine. But I also learned how to communicate and learned how to read people and learn how to just say, okay, I need to walk away because <laughs> I'm the only guy in the room. And for those of you who are single, you understand what he's saying here in a few years when you're with <laughs> yes, somebody, exactly, <laughs> whether male or female, we don't discriminate. <laughs> right. Um, but it's just one of those things that... I was the last one out of all 30 of us to get a job in the teaching field. Everybody either got hired from February to July because if you're a teacher, if you're in the education field, you know that's kind of the big hiring pool. I got hired in August, two weeks before wow. school started. Okay, so stress, yes. Happiness, getting that job, of course. But it was short-lived again because once you start school, you hit the ground running and you're constantly going. So is, is happiness measured by success in short spurts? Yes. In long, long time? No. I'd agree with you. You know, I, I, would, I would say the same thing. You know, coming from, from my background, you know, a lot of you folks already know that, and Grady knows really well, that I have a background in finance and, and working for financial institutions and whatnot. And, you know, I have, I have friends of mine, Grady, who literally got the degree, spent four years getting a degree just to realize they wanted to be tradesmen or, or tradeswomen and, yeah. you know, quit the job to go and do things that a lot of us would look at and be like, that's no career path. That's not something you wanted to be doing with your life. Right. But to those people, you know, and a lot of those people are my close friends, actually, who I still stay in touch with. Those people are, are happier than than 99 percent of the people that work at where I used to work. You know, those are people who, who, like you said earlier, bit the bullet and decided to go pursue what they want in life to get what it is they want. Mm -hmm. And I think you bring up a really good point of no matter what's against you, to keep your head high and keep pushing for what you want. Because at the end of the day, you will be happy if you spent your life pursuing something you really want. Uh, I really feel like uh, it's really important to do what you want. It's We've seen, both of us have seen people go for what other people want for them in their lives and it doesn't work out for them. They end up graduating college and their you know, significant other or a family member or a friend says, oh, you need to go for a job that is in that career field. But you might've gotten a four-year degree in a career field that you didn't wanna do. So do what makes you happy. 
it again it's such a hard choice because again we're surrounded by that that external noise of everybody telling you like oh you should do this you should do that but you have to look yourself in the mirror and really you have to measure what makes you happy and i think you bring up a really good point grady i mean you know firsthand what it was like for me going to school and getting this job and staying at a job that i really didn't like and you you were the person i lent on the most in terms of what decisions I should be making because I want to make them versus what decisions I should be making because my mom, my dad, my closest friends, my fiance want me to make them. Um, you know, and I think for me, that was a really big turning point in life when I put my foot down, like you suggested and bit that metaphorical bullet and just decided to, you know, say, screw it and tell these people that, Hey, big boy moves, <laughs> big money moves, you know, just say, just say, screw it. Like I was saying, do things that that I think would help me live a happier life. And I mean, you know Jenna really well. For those of you who don't know, Jenna is my fiance. You know, she's even said herself firsthand, and I'm sure you can say yourself, ever since I, I left my previous job, which is only, I can't even believe it, five weeks ago. Wow. I'm a different person. You know, I sleep better at night, folks. I drink a lot better during the day. I don't <laughs> drink because I'm upset, I'll tell you that much. You know, it, it's all it's all in the good. And it, it just, it took that step off the ledge to show me that, hey, even though I won't have my career figured out for the next 10 years, I have my career figured out for the next three months. And as long as I can live my life to the fullest those next three months, it doesn't matter what kind of car I'm driving or what I'm doing. It matters that I'm going home to a, to a fiance with a smile on my face and saying work wasn't too hard. I'm so happy you brought up that point of living life to the fullest because I'm all about it. Ever since a kid, ask my family, ask my wonderful girlfriend, Molly, who's, side note, been together almost five years. Hard flex. Boom! <laughs> uh, anyways, uh, when we talk about living life to the fullest, it's just so important to live in that moment that you're in. Yes, we got to think about the future and we got to think about, okay, I can live in the moment, but I got to be smart in the moment. You know, I can't be spending all this kind of money that I don't have and doing all these, making all these choices that aren't going to benefit me in the future. But I can live in the moment and make adult decisions at the same time. And that, that is really hard in the world that we live in today with COVID and uh, just the state of our family and friends. Everybody's kind of on edge a little bit, uh, but we can still enjoy that moment and live in that moment with our family and friends. And I think, Grady, you bring up a really good point there. You know, when, when you're saying living in the moment, I think it takes a stronger man to live in the moment than to live for the long run. Because if you look back at everybody, you know, I saw this this. Coincidentally, My guy. <laughs> coincidentally, a meme that it says life life is a marathon, it's not a race. You know, oh, look and at you. I know, right, right, dropping those big big boy quotes. But you know, it really is, folks. Like those of you out there who are older than I am or younger than I am, don't be worried about what anybody else your age, younger or older, is doing. Make sure that you're doing what it is that you want to do in life to say that you lived life the way you wanted to. Because at the end of the day, that's what makes you happy. I mean, even this right now, I'm sitting here with Grady on a Tuesday recording this podcast and I'm having the time of my life just shooting the shit with my friend right. and it's a great time. We're enjoying some great whiskey that he brought over. I'm not saying you should drink if you're underage. We do not condone that. But if you're of age, we recommend you have some whiskey every once in a while, right. you know? Yeah, and I think, Ben, you bring up another awesome point there about comparing yourself to others. Um, I'm going to kind of uh, take a step back and when I talked about a little bit about social media earlier and Unfortunately, that is so much of what social media bases each other on. You know, that is how the the typical female should look, or that is how the typical male should look. You should have a six pack and be able to rip off your shirt and look all fine and nice for it's your girl. It's twenty twenty. Dad bods are in, y'all. Come on. 
Dad bods for life. Let's get it. <laughs> no. Sorry, hey, we, hey, yo, we gotta we gotta get down with our pizza and our beer on Saturdays. Of course, you know, man. Like, I mean, but again, that's just like that that social media of man. I don't look like that. Should I feel guilty about myself? And if if your answer is yes, ask yourself: Are you happy? And I think you bring up a good point, which I'm sure you've seen in in schools. I mean, that just a society that's so based off of maternal happiness excuse me materialistic happiness not maternal happiness sorry <laughs> my <folks>. god <laughs> might have a little too many swigs of that whiskey but you know um you know but what i was saying is is that materialistic happiness i'm sure you see it day and day with your students comparing themselves to the kid who's more popular than them or who was you know raised in a family that pushed athletics versus not being able to push it or whatever it is that it may be how do you respond to kids like that i mean how do you change a generation of kids that are raised on the internet it's crazy because I love those kids that just they think they're I'm gonna be honest they think they're hot shit on a stick because we were surrounded by and it's funny because I wasn't the popular true. one in school dude. me either I wasn't, man, it's but. true everybody knows that kid who just thought he was something and look at that you, you see that person say you probably still follow them on social media you look at that person say and you're like man what have they done in their life and if the answer is not much. You look at yourself and be like, wow, look at what I've done in my life. I'm yeah. balling right now. Um, but when I talk to those kids, I, I tell every kid in my classroom, be themselves. Be weird. If you're weird, be weird. Yeah. Because you know what? I'm the guy that's going to go all out on spirit day. It's green day. Perfect. I'm breaking out my Riddler jacket. I know my you are. All green, and my all green shoes, my green skinny jeans. I'm going for it because I want all my kids to feel comfortable in their own bodies and in their own self. Whatever you want to wear, you wear it. But you rock it. As Don't... long as it's appropriate, folks. <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. But it's like I had kids that just didn't feel comfortable with themselves and in their body at the beginning of the year. But that moment when, like, Spirit Week came up or we had an assembly and you could tell, ooh, they got a new pair of shoes on. I'd make a big deal out of it. I'm like, I don't care you're in fifth grade. We got a new shoe dance. Let's do it. Yeah. Like, let's go for it, you know? I love it, man. I love it. Um, you know, it's one of those things. You know, Grady, I love I love your attitude about it. It's because you've humbled me in a way, dude, not to get too personal. But, you know, you have really helped me see that it is, it is not about what you own or where you are in life. It's about who you are in life. Right. And, you know, sometimes going to, you, you know, one of, uh, honestly, one of my, my favorite memories started to go off on a tangent, but I saw a, a homeless man with a dog one day, and I swear my fiance was in the car with me, and I decided to buy him some food. So I go through the drive-thru, and I buy myself some food, and buy him some food, and I give it to him, and I gave him, I don't know, I can't remember, but maybe it was two burgers and, and fries and a drink. And I give it to him, and you know what that man does, Grady? I was at a stoplight. He pulls out one sandwich, starts eating it, pulls out the second sandwich and gives it to his dog. Wow. And I'm like, that right there is somebody who knows what it means to be happy. Having a food full, uh, having a stomach full of food and having somebody next to you who know, who you know is not going to leave your side. You know, and we've both talked to, we brought up my fiance and your girlfriend. You know, that's what it takes, folks. It takes surrounding yourself with the people who make you feel fulfilled and make you feel happy. Not successful, but successful in a way, not in a way where... Grady's my friend because of how much money I make or I'm his friend because of how much money he makes or what kind of whiskey he brings me or anything of the sort. But it's more so having somebody there who's going to push you to be the happiest you can. Because money doesn't always make happiness. 
I also think that when it comes to, you know, your friends and stuff and your family, we have to be very careful with our family. Um, uh, we can't pick our family for the most part, you know. People are like, oh, I'm adopted. I'm like, yeah, but you were adopted by that family that loves you regardless. Um, and when it comes to our friends, if, if you have that one friend that's constantly like, hey, let's go downtown, let's go out for drinks, let's do this, and you're like, man, I really can't afford that. You know, be that woman or be that man or, you know, be that person that is not afraid to stand up and be like, hey, I can't do it this weekend. I don't get paid till next week because I know <laughs> those paycheck struggles be real. <laughs> right. Both Ben and I have been there as a teacher. I get paid once a month. So you get, to the, end the, dagger, you, you get to the end of the month on the 25th and you're like, all right, it's tight. Like, Time to go out for one weekend. <laughs> right. You know, Top Robin's the life right now. So... Um, That's the secret to a good body shape, you guys. Top ramen. <laughs> I'm just playing. Chicken noodle soup. Yeah. Chicken noodle soup. <laughs> but, uh, anyways, no, it's just you just have to be able to stand up for yourself and realize, okay, this is what makes me happy tonight. And invite that friend over and be like, yo, you're welcome to come over to my place. I got all sorts of goodies in my fridge. You're welcome to crash here. But How many am, times have we done that, Grady? Dude, countless. Times, right? <laughs> because it's like, dude, I'm broke as a joke. Ooh, man, but it, it's, you know, folks, it goes back to, honestly, looking back at it right now, anybody who's listening, which I hope that a lot of you who have been following me still are, because I, I want to have Grady a frequenter on the podcast. How many of you have ever made a good memory in a bar? Seriously. How many of you have ever made a good memory in a club? Those memories happen on the way to the bar, on the way home from the bar, on the way to the club, on the way home from the club. That's when memories happen. Right. You know, you, you get those small 10, 15 minute windows of being able to be yourself with the people who make you feel like you are you. And then at the end of the night, no matter what goes on at the bar or at the club or at the football game, whatever, you're going to be fine. You really will. And, you know, I think, Grady, you bring up a, a really good point, And I'm, I'm really happy that you said it. The fact that you go all out for Spirit Day. You know, because even looking at it right now, my time spent in Europe and, you know, even my time before Europe and when I first came back, man, high school was rough for me, dude. High school was really bad. I had almost nobody ever noticed when I would put on a new pair of shoes and I would, I would crave it. You know, I would be like, hey, I got this new pair of shoes, you know, or I got this new outfit. Like, yo, where them ladies at? Right. You I'm, know? Balling, I'm balling with this new jersey <laughs> you today. Know? You know, but it, it stems down to the fact that at the end of the night, dude, I mean, it's been, oh God, almost six years since I graduated high school. There's not one instance Bro, in high school. Six years, dude. I feel like an old man. It's been almost ten for me. You know, there's not one instance in high school that has shaped me to be who I am today, yeah. or, or to, to shape me to be happier or less happy than I am today. All I can say is that high school shaped me to be the man I am today in terms of the experiences. And I realized that Hollywood and social media and all of this, it doesn't exist. It doesn't. I mean, there's there's not going to be that kid who's going to walk up to you and be like, hey, do you want to be friends for the rest of eternity? Or that girl who's going to notice you or that guy who's... No, folks. Grady said it best. If you're weird, be weird. If you're a homie, be a homie. No matter what you are, just go out there and be it. Because at the end of the day, folks, if you can go to bed knowing that you were the best version of yourself every day of your life, that's a happy life in my book. And I mean, not to, not to sound stereotypical or hypocritical or whatever and define happiness for y'all, but... That's a good damn feeling, being able to go to sleep and wake up in the morning knowing you're doing whatever you can to make other people happy and yourself so. And I think, Ben, I really love that point about making other people happy. Um, I, I feel like I, I surround myself with people that are happy, but I think a lot of the time we want to make other people happy before we are happy. 
Um, and I kind of came across that when I was in the middle, just starting my education program and um, wanted to do something that was bigger than myself. So I started a just a uh, just a little project that I used to go downtown Portland and I was uh, with my one of my good friends and I'm a big longboarder. I'm not sure if any of you uh, listeners know what longboarding is, but similar to skateboarding. But uh, I started this project uh, to help the homeless people and it was called Brownies on Boards. And I used to go to the store, get a thing of big old case of water bottles, get a big old thing of socks, and some cosmic brownies because we all know y'all love those <laughs> cosmic brownies when you're a kid. Okay. Anyways, we would go downtown, me and my buddy, we'd fill our backpacks with water bottles, socks, and cosmic brownies, and we would just hand them out to the people who were in need, people who looked like they could have, they, they needed something to spice up their day. Um, and it just it made us feel good about ourselves like man we're doing something that's bigger than us right now and it was really interesting we kind of really got to know the homeless population down there and really kind of understood what do they really need and what do they really want um because as an outsider you you kind of see homeless people and it's natural human tendency to be like oh he has nice shoes on oh he doesn't need it oh i'm not going to give him money he's just going to spend it on drugs when in reality, a lot of those people, yeah, they have a cell phone or something, but someone else might pay that for them. Or yeah, they might have nice shoes, but they also might have just got those at the homeless shelter the night before. So, you know, at the end of the day, I was happy with myself because I was doing something for others. Exactly. And, you know, Grady, you, you brought up a really good point. Going back to that cell phone and going back to those pair of shoes, where did we start this whole conversation out? materialistic materialistic happiness versus actual happiness and being able to go to go to bed with a stomach full of food you know and i'm not saying that that those brownies made change somebody's life and they became the next billionaire of the planet or whatever but i'll tell you what that probably made their month maybe even their year maybe even their past decade whatever you know and i think you know i applaud you for doing something like that because it takes a it takes a big person to go out there and recognize people in need and give them what they want well, it's really hard to come up to people and offer them something when one, you don't know them. Two, we ha- we have this stigma in our world against homeless people that like, oh, they're bad people. Oh, they've done wrong in their life. Oh, they're, you know, naughty. They've done something bad. And uh, they just need a little help. And so, you know, my buddy and I, we went down for about three or four weeks in a row and we, we kind of built this relationship with one person in particular and helped him get a job. That's what I'm talking about. And he got a job at a restaurant on the same street that he was sitting at that corner at for a month. And he got a job at a food restaurant and it was was the highlight of my year. I went into that restaurant, order him, gave him a $20 tip because it's like, to me that $20 is just, it's a $20 thing. It's gonna make that person so happy right there. And that's what that person needs to get through their life. Exactly. You know, you bring up a really good point, which Grady, you know, I hope you join me hopefully sometime next week to uh, to talk about, I guess, times these days and kind of what it is to pursue that that I guess ever so longing American dream thing. People are things you know people are afraid to pursue themselves because they're like, oh, I might fail or I might not be able to do this. But when in essence we don't really know what the American dream is, in terms of non-materialistic things, it's really hard to define. So I would really, you know, I'd appreciate it if you'd come on board for next week, maybe touching base and, and figuring out what exactly it is to pursue the American dream. And what is the American dream for everybody? You know, I'm a 
a foreigner, quote unquote. You know, I was born in the United States, but I'm from a foreign family and you were born and raised here. A nice, uh, strong bred American right here. <laughs> but, you know. I just want to say, by no means are Ben and I experts on this American dream stuff. Honestly, we're just trying to live this life just like you guys as listeners are. But we're also trying to get out of that system that we feel like a lot of people are just living in right now. So we're just trying to give you guys some ideas and hopefully some insight on kind of what we're dealing with and what we see in the world today. And I think, you know, folks, if you decide to tune in next week, which I, uh, I urge you to do, You'll, you'll learn something. You'll learn what, what two two dudes, I should say, two dudes come up with any given night of the week to, to determine what exactly it means to be successful in terms of the American dream. And like I usually do, folks, I'm going to leave you off with one challenge. It doesn't take a lot to change somebody's day. But we all know what we've been going through with this COVID and this quarantine and all this, having been able to see our family, friends, and loved ones. I urge you, no matter where you work and what you do, this week... Just ask somebody how they've been do- doing during quarantine. And if they say, ah, oh, it's been tight, ask more. Take that extra step and ask them how they've been, what's been up, what have they been doing in quarantine, any new hobbies, any new interests. Now, I'm not saying do this if you're, you know, working somewhere where it's serious and whatnot, you have to be professional all the time, but find a way to squeeze it in there. And if someone responds with, ah, living the dream... Then you know. <laughs> Ask them what that dream is and send it in to our at Benny's with Benny Instagram. A hundred percent. Do it. So because, we can get that on the show. Because we know when someone pulls out overliable living the dream, they ain't living the right dream, all right? <laughs> I'm just saying. Exactly, folks. Well, hey, I appreciate y'all tuning in with us this week. And Grady's going to be a frequenter on this podcast. I'm super excited. Thank you, Grady, once more. Yeah, and, I appreciate you, Ben. Yeah, I got you. And thank you folks for tuning in. We hope you learned something, if anything, that doesn't take materialistic things to make you happy. Sit down and think about what exactly it is you need in life. Much love and stay safe during these trialing times. Y'all take care. Peace.